Welcome everyone to our Thursday night Stargate Roundtable. We're happy to have all of you here and we have a nice team online here with us and even our Angel Sue is on Skype with us tonight. So Angel Sue, I pass the talking stick to you. And I'm hoping that you can hear me. I can't find the yes. button to unmute. We okay, can find. Uh, we hear you. <clears throat> well, excellent. Stargate Roundtable, it is now. So thank you, everyone, for the well wishes and the good thoughts and the prayers and the energy work. I really bless all of you. And as we are here, let us yet claim ourselves as the divine man, the divine woman that we are, the divine child. And connect in with our support group. This is connecting in with our higher self and our beloved twin flame. Also, our teachers and guides, masters. Angels, councils of light, and all those from the realms of the lighted heart. So if you just take that moment to take all the energy that is churning around in your head and come down into your heart space, where things are slower and calmer, and the work that you do is so much more powerful than what your brain can do for you. So within the heart space, let's just incorporate the law of one. We call in all those beings that love and support us, the things going on in our lives. Also for the people that we claim, for our Mother Earth and for all the changes that are happening, all those that we're aware of in the social medias and the news, for our Faction Three White Knights and Galactic Councils of Light for Nasara, for all the wishes deep within our core of knowing that our life is divine and that all are divine. And so with this, call in all the beings that you know and don't know about that are seen and unseen that are connected in with all of these wonderful things to bring about this sense of heaven and divinity 24-7. And this is where we call in the law of one. So it goes like this. We are all one. And as one is harmed, all are harmed yet. As one is helped and healed, then all are helped and healed. And therefore, in the name of who we are, and we are one with all there is, Owati. And we ask that only that which is the highest good of all concerned happen here. 
throughout all time and space and all dimensions and parallels and potentials. That this sweetness, this joy, this happiness, this divinity, this celebrating the divine in every moment with the perfect divine solution happening easily and effortlessly. We give thanks that this is done in the office of the Christ, and we so so be it, and so it is. And with this, I thank you all, and I pass the talking stick back, and I pray for many, many blessings and miracles for all of us. So be it. Well, thank you, Angel Sue. Um, we send all of the loving energies uh, rebounding back to you as well. So to the whole team and to you, uh, happy healing. Thank you. So we'll go around the team here. And uh, who wants to speak first? Uh, anyone want to just pop in? I do so. Good evening, everybody. Well, hello there, Amina. Hi, Amina. Hi. I made it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Well, my, my computer, no, I, I can't say my computer is acting up. I'm really the one that's acting up, not the computer. But I, <laughs> I got a different computer with stuff installed, and I have to get used to all the new updated technology because we can't use, um, everything is Windows 10 now, so, you know, it's a challenge. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that I don't really want to learn, but, you know. Yeah. I had two updates this week that I had to do, and it just shut everything down, so I can feel for you as well. I know. It's like, okay, I finally got it going, so how is everybody on the panel? We're here. That's good. That's step one. <laughs> yeah, that, that is definitely step one, and I hope everybody that's listening are doing well, and if not, put a happy thought in your head. Uh. <laughs> we, well, you know, we had a beautiful, sunny, cold day here today, but it was it was so bright and sunny you could not enjoy it. Mm. Really, you know, just either look out, go out and walk, and go out and drive, go out and whatever you do, and it was just very, very um, uplifting. I found it very, very uplifting, and. I was hoping that other people would find the same thing because it's like it always amazes me that we have such great sunshine when we have it and we really have not had a winter. Some cold, but not we haven't been hit with we haven't been hit with a lot of snow. We haven't been hit with an awful lot of freezing cold weather. So I don't know if that's a whole sign of climate change. I don't know if that's good or bad. But I've decided I'm gonna enjoy it whatever it is. We've had a milder winter here. We had some cold earlier, and then it's been quite, uh, uh, I mean, we've had a lot of 50s, which is... Um, oh, that's warm. I mean, yes, not not all the time, but uh, it's just been uh, unusual. And, and and like I told you, my woolly worms, that's exactly what they pr- 
predicted they had a cold snap first and then it was pretty mild through the winter here so well that's right you got those very cute little willy worms <laughs> and they are they're very cute there's really it's old wives tales but it seems like they're pretty accurate so well i'm telling you you can't mess with nature and <laughs> and why it's from many centuries ago or 100 years ago 50 years ago was able to interpret a lot of things from nature that's true and a lot of it a lot of it came out to be true so there's a lot to be said for the old wife's tales and you never say the old man's tales you know? <laughs> isn't that no. interesting it is interesting because well, because the women were the ones that had to plan whatever they had to plan uh-huh into the weather and according to a lot of things they had to get things done so they were wiser probably just have to pay attention to what's around us and that's really what it's all about is paying attention to what's around us and enjoying what we can about it. I mean, this mm-hmm. time of year, there's all kinds of great birds out there. The squirrels are very, very maternal. So they're a lot of fun to watch. And, of course, only on TV I can see the bears and all the other animals. But that's <laughs> all I have to say. I don't have any profound words of wisdom yet. Well, we've certainly had our fill of, uh, I don't know what kind, what you call those that have been on television for the last week here with all this impeachment stuff. Oh, I've just been watching some of it on and off, and I really, I really, really don't know what to make of it. I just pray that whatever's going to happen is going to come for the higher good, because it sounds like Hitler's army has landed. (laughs) It's... uh... It's just quite uh, frustrating to see the maneuvering and all of the uh, dodging that's going on. And it's oh, it's just oh, it's it's just sacrilegious, actually. Mm-hmm. But I suppose if I remind myself that the man in the high tower, God bless him, is an evil necessity because he's definitely showing up. Who has backbone? Who doesn't have backbone? Who's trying to dominate? I just saw where. He thinks we should have a state-run TV, state-run news outcast. And I thought, well, that's what Hitler did. Well, and they have, uh, you know, he's pulled all the funding for public television. Well, that doesn't surprise me. because and that's, they, He tried to do that before, and I think it was blocked. But I saw today that it had happened, and I don't know. I don't want to um, broadcast false information, but it did come across my computer today that that he had blocked it now i don't know whether it's you know it can be fixed because it that had come out before and then it we've still had uh it hadn't gone off the air but i don't know how far in advance funding is allocated etc so well they'll do everything they can that can't pry into their business and then broadcast it <laughs> because they don't want the exposure if the, I mean, if, if there was any man on this earth that was innocent, it would be Trump. And he would definitely get out there and prove it to everybody and rub our noses in it, how innocent <laughs> he is, by providing all the documents or the testimony or whatever. It's simple, really. Just give it so we'll know you're innocent. <laughs> you know? So it's like, and, and, and true to his personality, if that were true... He'd be the first one doing the dance. Mm-hmm. Mm. 
Well, sure. let's move on and see what wonderful things we can find. How about over there in uh, Thailand? Is there any good news from there? Greetings, everyone. Well, in the midst of all the fear that's being created by these viruses and uh, the news and all this stuff, I found something very appropriate. You're going to realize it one day that happiness was never about your job or your degree or being in a relationship. Happiness was never about following in the footsteps of all those who came before you. It was never about being like the others. One day you're going to see it. Yet happiness was always about the discovery, the hope, the listening to your heart and following it wherever it chooses to go. Happiness was always about being kinder to yourself. It was always about embracing the person you were becoming one day. You will understand this, that happiness was always about learning how to live with yourself, that happiness was never in the hands of other people. It was always about you. It was always about you. Namaste. Wonderful. I totally agree with you. <laughs> but knowing human beings, they find that very challenging because they have to complicate it. <laughs> That's and, exactly true, Athena. Yeah. Human and, beings have to complicate things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Children exactly. don't. <laughs> Children don't. They look at life very simply. And then yeah. once we get educated by the school system, that's it. Well, that and religion. You know, curiosity to me is a great way to happiness. Just being curious. Providing that we don't have an awful lot of trauma put in our way. And, and a lot of us do have trauma in it put in our way. But then it's like it's like you're going to have the rich man, you know, in his castle and he's not a bit happy. You have the poor man with nothing and he's still smiling and happy. So happiness definitely is an inside job. There's no doubt about it. So it, it you know, really is. Yeah. 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 It is. It's an inside job. And it's our job as as the people that we are even on this panel. It's our job. I feel it is our job. At least I'll claim it. It's my job. That's my mission is to help people to find their happy space. And and uh, how to navigate them through some of those traumas so that they can rediscover themselves and rediscover that happy spirit in there. Not everybody has a happy childhood. But you can get them to a place where they happy, where they have a happy spirit. Mm-hmm. It's never ever too late. Okay. So, Caroline, what's you? What's your week been like? <laughs> well, really chock full. And meanwhile, I feel like I just want to fall asleep all the time, even though I get. For me, what for me is a decent night's sleep. I never sleep that fully, but. Um, It's just craziness. And I was saying, you know, talking to my team about it today and they, you know, they say what the collective are asking me to share now, which is that, um, and I should explain to people when I say the collective, this is this lovely group of higher beings I channel who are archangels and angels and fairy elders and earth elementals and galactic friends and family members. And 
They're saying if you feel like hibernating, do what you can to rest more. Don't fight that. Don't fight your body's natural instinct to rest because there's so much happening with us now on a cellular level. Granted, there has been, you know, these last 10, 20 years. But for some reason, it's really pouring on heavily this year (laughs) and Mm -hmm. this month. So don't be surprised if you need extra rest. And in that hibernation we're shifting into our true selves. We're remembering our galactic, intergalactic aspects. We're remembering our universal aspects. We're shifting our whole identity, our psyche, not only physically, uh, but we're shifting in the sense of who we, how we see ourselves. And that image, that inner self-image is broadening. It's getting bigger and bigger. It's the horizon is expanding so um just do rest if you want and then they also say on the other hand you know um if you want to dance if you feel happy you want to hop up and down do that because that life energy is dying to come through us right now and shift us to a higher level of uh, not only self-understanding but a higher form of living because human beings have lived under the pressure of, I would say, like a matrix of hard work in doldrums. You know, <laughs> either life is kind of boring, balancing the budget, scrubbing the kitchen clean, that kind of thing, or it's a lot of hard slog, and that isn't too joyful. And what's coming through now are these energies encouraging us, reminding us to laugh. Uh, for me, that's watching Stephen Colbert on YouTube every time. <laughs> Um, for somebody else, it might be um, joking around with their friends. I do, try to do that as well, uh, playing with their dog or their children. Um, sure, dance, yoga, anything that makes you joyful is going to be really central to our well-being right now because that beautiful life energy, that stream of higher light is just wanting to burst through. It's wanting to break through and um, you'll have moments of euphoria, you'll have moments of exhaustion. And they're just saying, take it in stride. Don't let it stress you. Don't let it worry you. Could you ask them, is it going to give us a bigger brain? <laughs> okay, that's a great question. <laughs> I mean, because sometimes it feels like I need a bigger head for all that stuff. Well, I I hear you. What they're saying is, yes, actually, we are getting a bit um, coming into a time when we we can be actually be bigger, physically bigger and taller. But that's that's um, what you're actually referring to is more like our 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 knowledge base, our consciousness and our knowledge base. And they're saying, yes, that's expanding exponentially is how they're putting it. <laughs> if that isn't scary. <laughs> I know because it's like to have all this energy is coming in and yeah. and the physical body or at least my physical body and I do I work out I go to the water every day I did Excellent. yoga today I did all my exercises Excellent. just to keep the energy moving but what I find to keep the energy moving the more readings I do the better off I am Ah, interesting. And I don't and you know. know I last week I did more transformational clearing uh, for people than I have uh, for a while, and that um, that did help my energies as well. So I think tuning into the higher uh, frequencies is a good thing. 
it's a very good thing if we find yeah. a way of dispensing the energy. Otherwise, yeah. I think it backs up in the body and creates a problem. <clears throat> it does, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 So it's a way of whether it's a physical exercise or it's a mental exercise working with somebody or the visualization, but some way of finding a way to dispense that energy because it comes in so quickly it needs to go out to make room for all the other stuff that's coming in quickly. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like it's like yeah, and the exhaustion I identify with, I get bouts of energy, and then I really think you be, I begin to think, good lord, do I have a mood disorder or something? Because you know, I'll feel great and I'll be exhausted. Yes, exactly. This is what they're talking <laughs> about. This is why they're saying, don't don't stress over it. Don't worry. Just find an outlet when the energies are high. I want them to come down here, get in my body, be me for one day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're the one who always tells me that they don't don't know anymore what it's like to be in a human body. They don't. They don't. I mean, they don't. They really don't. You know, it's like they've forgotten. Oh, yeah, they have. They They have have. forgotten. And it's like we're just little people running around here like ants, you know. To them, it's like, yeah, that big wave of energy is going to come, and I'm going to be woo. I'm going to be wooing, and my kids are going to be looking, saying, "Mom's lost it again." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know it. I know. I it. feel I like, myself, you know, I pay attention when you're driving. I'll think of something funny when I'm driving, or I'll be singing with something, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, singing with a song on the radio, and I'm all joyous, and yeah. I'm telling myself, "Would you pay attention?" You know. I know because. <laughs> These well, we're surrounded by people that we're surrounded by guardians that help us because oh, sometimes yeah. I don't know how I got from A to B. Oh yeah, yeah. exactly. I have no memory of it; just totally trust. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, Marita. What Sorry, were you? Marita. <laughs> I was just going to say that I feel like there's. Um, I'm in, in a place where I am asking, and in fact, our whole group is going to meet next week before the call, and. Uh, to decide, uh, well, does Stargate Roundtable need to continue or is it done? Uh, or who wants to step forward and take responsibility for it? Um, you know, what other ideas or other ways could we be helpful? Um, you know, I just feel like that it is, I know for myself, it's time to assess things and look and see where you know, what our guidance is, where are we to go? And so I'll just invite anyone who has in the listeners who has thoughts or ideas, um, just send them to stargatemarita at gmail.com and we'll um, they'll put them in the basket with all of our other uh, things that we're considering. If you have ideas about uh, what to do for the show or whether you think we're done and we don't need to do this anymore. I mean, you know, things do change. And we've been Absolutely. doing it for an awful long time. Absolutely. I agree with you. I mean, so, I haven't here as long as you have, of course. Right. Some of, you, some of your original panelists that are here. But, I mean, I think that um, you just follow your heart and you'll get the answer there. That's for sure. So I invite our listeners uh, to let us know your thoughts. And um, and if if we don't hear anything, we think, well, maybe it's uh, maybe it's not uh, relevant, and they don't really. We don't really need to continue. Or if you have thoughts of a different way of doing things, then that's uh, we're all we're we're listening and uh, and trying to follow guidance each of us. So 
Well, let's see if Rama's talked to anybody this week. Are you there, Rama? Greetings, <laughs> everyone. I say ditto, 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 and ditto on everything that conversation was including. <laughs> okay. Um, take it back to what Randy, Commander Randy was saying about that happy place and what Caroline was saying with the magic that's pouring in right now with the transfiguration of our sun it's affecting every particle of our being and as you can see live and in living color on all the networks the uh Walking Dead in District of Columbia are losing it right in front of us. And it is a three-ring circus because this is not a real trial. It is a sham. And John Roberts, bless his heart, he's... There are consequences. Those consequences about how, how this story gets dismantled and we start anew with the wise councils of elders and the ascended masters and the space commanders who are walking among us right now. Yes, and I agree with everything, yet I think we might want to change the, slightly the purpose that we're doing this for from the past, meaning that... We have everything new coming up on the table here. I don't think we need to go anywhere. We just need to take a look at what we're participating in, co-participating in, where the whole world's going through a complete transformation. And full disclosure is is on the table. I just um, keep hearing day after day from the various folks I talk to that the matrix is collapsing, falling apart, and at the same time, new energies, new beings, new disclosure (sighs) is coming forth with what we haven't been told that's been hidden from us maybe for the last 26,000 years, maybe the last 65 million years. There are so many different pieces to these stories that fit in with our own being and how we get to that that oneness place. And then you can hear all the kingdoms talk to you like, I'm experiencing that, and at times, um, it's like what I heard uh, earlier, we were listening to bio pioneers, and one of the, um, the people of the, what was the name of that nation, the Pope? Punta. The Punta people who had to leave Nebraska. Ponta, Ponta. Ponta. P-O-N-T-A. Yeah, they had to go to Oklahoma too, just like the Cherokee did. Yeah, they were talking about how this is the shadow world and the dream time is the real world and how things are changing right now as 
the real world is coming in with all the elders and kachinas and masters, and we're seeing it. The millennials are... And our mastery is becoming clearer to ourselves. Yes. Yes, I agree with this. We're only... There's only one of us here. That's the deal. That's always been the deal. Some people have a few little extra ego points, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I, I to answer your question, Omina, uh, about this uh, commander in chief. He is not innocent. He is guilty, and you don't bribe another country, and you know, flip your nose at Congress. There are big consequences when that happens. Let's see. The other thing is that he's being controlled and he doesn't want to have any consequences from not obeying his upper echelons either. And that's the problem with the whole thing. Yes. And the issues that are right now in the midst of this impeachment circus uh, Israel and the United States want to annex the West Bank, and that is a crime in of itself, which is about the extermination of the Palestinian people. And this yes, what has what been kind about. of been being discussed in the last few days with the folks I talked to of how while. This trial is going on over here. The other stories going on across the planet have to do with how the 13 families are failing absolutely and they're just using brute force in the context with words or sanctions, the ideas about um, control and uh, surveillance and the things that are being brought into focus right now, this bioweapon, this is what this uh, coronavirus is, a bioweapon that the deep state, the 13 families play with, when everything else is, I mean, they don't, you know, the next step is they would like to try to start some kind of conflict with RAN, yet the Galactics are among us. They're not going to let that happen. But they're out of options. And this has been being talked about across the internet and various places how this is one of the last futile attempts and I know that colloidal silver can get rid of this virus along with the MMS and nano silver uh, the silver yeah. from free mark and gold too yes. but, um, there's also sound Color and vibration. Did you put those things up from Sherry Edwards? Um, no, I'll put that up. Sound, sound really works. And yes, the sound frequencies uh, can remove this virus from your 
or it, well, it, it's not even going to target that. It's just yeah. going to raise the vibration that you carry, where the, that virus doesn't know where that is. It can't find you. Um, unavailable. <laughs> yeah, and it, um, Tibet has not been touched by this virus yet. Well, there's a lot of places that haven't. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's a lot of places that have. I, too. I, I, right. Yes. Can I check something? Sure, Almina. Yes. I was going to say that if our own vibrations are high enough, the virus won't find anywhere to settle in our body. It won't do any damage. That's right. If That's our right. Our own vibrations are high enough. That's right. And that means, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, right. cosmically. Right. And yes, we can. And uh, 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 Captain Randy found this article a couple of days ago, and uh, they said this is not the coronavirus. It's called the Nipah virus. N is in Nelly, I-P as in Paul, A-H, and it's caused by the fruit bats. And they discovered it at this this open market where they sell wild animals for food. Yeah. And, and fruit bats was right on the menu, along with snakes right next to them and everything else. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so anyway. This is how we... So my theory on that is that they're, get, they're getting a lot of... They're capturing a lot of these wild exotic animals, and they're selling them live, and people eat them. And yeah. I think it's I think it's karmic. I think the animals are really fighting back at everybody, one way or another. Yeah, I agree. Yes, and uh, so this one is- of the things that um, somebody has texted me here. Uh, they had heard that uh, this is a way that those that want to be in control, um, you know, they introduce all these different uh, uh, viruses or whatever it is each year, and then everybody. Uh, and they were relating this to uh, each of the things that has come in in the past few years. And then, oh, you got to get this shot. and you got to get this one for this thing. And it's a way of uh, gaining control of people. You want to say anything about that? That's That was their question for Rama there. I have heard that red algae, actually this form of red algae, neutralizes the virus as you eat it. That's the one that has got super high vitamin C in it. Yes. Super and high. Where do you get that? Um, the uh, E-Live Yeah, E3Live.com. You know, Micah sent that uh, company to you, I think, Marita. Yes. Yeah, they, they, they have that in their product. And the blue-green algae gets rid of it, too. Mm-hmm. And also, Cash just put out a video about how to make the solution. He's called it One Cup, One Life. I'll put it up on the website after the show's done. Okay. Oh, that's great. That's, thank you, Randy. Was it? Is it a long dissertation? Does he talk? No, it's only, only 20 minutes long. That's good. Good, good, good. We'll play it on Friday or something. Um. Also, this was research. Uh, the Nipah virus uh, was was discovered way back in August of 2018, and they say it's a zoonotic, uh, which means that uh, once you get it from the animal, 
And uh, the MERS virus was like this, and they got it from a camel. And then once you get it, then it can go from you to another human. That's the description of what it means to be a zoonotic. And the same thing with, uh, there was another virus, I forgot the name of it, but it was from chickens. And when it got from the chicken to the human, then it could go from the human to the human. So this is the same thing here. Uh, the thing that's really trippy is they found a <coughs> person that had absolutely zero symptoms, but he was passing it around and everybody else and their dog was getting it, but he didn't have any symptoms. That was wild. And uh, there's over 7,000 cases now, uh, primarily in China. There's only 100 cases amongst 19 other countries in the rest of the world. It's pretty much concentrated in China. And Hong Kong and Taiwan and then Japan and South Korea and Vietnam and Cambodia and Indonesia and Malaysia and Thailand and uh, and it's in North America, both Canada and the United States. It's in uh, Germany and France. Um, uh, some uh, uh, other territories I over there, but more, more over in in Asia. Uh, but, but what we want to know is there any interesting good things that Rama's talked to this week we've all heard all this stuff about the viruses on the radio and we I'd like to uh, hear something that uh, might be more uplifting is there anybody you've talked to did you have any fun going up on the mountain or down in the earth or whatever yeah I you got a whole week load of that stuff, Rama. Yes, I... well, that's what we—that's what everybody wants to hear. So let's go there. I talked with um. Oh, I. Why don't you start back uh, last Wednesday? Oh. You got a message from Natasha last Wednesday. Oh yeah, I don't even know if we talked about it then, but. It's about the impeachment process. But um, the Rothschilds are finished. That's a good news. Yes. That was, they're, they're completely finished, and the Clinton Foundation is finished. In other words, they're going to cut them off. They've been uh, starting all kinds of chaos with that Clinton Foundation all over the world. Um and how we fix this situation is to visualize, create our Merkaba vehicle, Metatron's cube, the Tesseract. It's the tetrahedron vehicle, four-sided vehicle around our aura. Visualize it spinning, quantum light speed level. It amplifies the electromagnetic energy coming from the sun and brings in the gold dust, monoatomic gold, into our field. Yes. That will take care of it. That'll take care of it. In other words, simple things. We can do those kinds of things. Visualization, creativity. It works. And enjoy it. So that happened last Wednesday. That was the day before we met. And then what? What was next? Um, I'm not sure, but I have been doing quite a bit of walking up on the mountain and just listening to the various kingdoms talk and 
what they're saying is the energies are getting so much higher as the light from the sun is coming in and it's changing our physical molecular structure where as this more light comes in, there's more joy, more ecstasy in our bodies. And these old stories about samsara are not as interesting or they kind of take a side road and focusing on the joy is more the forefront of what I'm hearing and seeing from these beings, just the joy of experiencing the snow or the trees and just listening to the sounds of the silence of the wind. And And there's a goddess that's going to come through in her energy. She's been around in Congress since... 9-11 um, but she's going to whistle blow yeah and she's a black lady and you would probably know who she is we're just not going to bring the name out because it's strong energy that she's coming up against but send good goddess energy to yes. her and then you said somebody else is going to blow the whistle oh yeah Valerie Plain yeah Valerie Plain was on the radio today shooting her mouth off and she was just, you know, bringing into the story that um, when the real stories that have been going on behind the scenes of how the deep state has been playing with people's lives, it's going to kind of take people a little you know, moment or two to get centered again because the avalanche of news and wisdom that comes forth from the disclosure, it ties directly in with what Dr. Greer has talked about, that um, they have hidden technologies from us that go back a hundred years. We shouldn't be where we are right now using gasoline in cars. And you it's know, not- uh, 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 it's been a long been time a long since time we talked about Valerie Plain. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe you, you might refresh people's memories of who is that. Valerie Plain was a covert CIA agent, and her husband was Joe Wilson. They took him out just a little while ago. Yeah. About a month and a half ago or something. And I they, took, they killed him because he told the truth. About Iraq. Yeah. And how there were no WMDs, and Bush Jr. lied us into a war. And it's about 9-11. And, and I, then they took out... Uh, over a hundred of the people that were working under her, uh, who is they there? That was um, Scooter Libby. Scooter Libby and the um, the one that worked for the New York Times, Judy. Oh, Judith. Judith Miller. Miller. She. she uh, what they did is they. She worked for this corporation called Brewster and Jennings. Yes, and when the minute that that. They exposed 
who she was working for, then they instantly executed over a hundred of the people that were her people over there in the Middle East. And that was, and Patrick, uh, the, the Patrick Fitzgerald, Patrick Fitzgerald, who cannot be fired, who is the one that brings 9-11 on the open book on the table here. And it is coming very, very closely now. It has to be done. We have to uh, expose the truth about that. That's where this begins and ends. This is uh, kind of good that, you know, this is coming forth because Valerie Plain is running for Tom Udall in the state of New Mexico. You're right here. Yeah. And, you know, she is saying it like it is in her <sighs> little town hall meetings and get-togethers that, you know, I'm working for you, the people. It's you who put me in this office. It's not about big money coming from billionaires who don't have an interest in the people. So it's it, it's positive in the sense that What's happening is that the exposure is coming now and the truth is going to come. Yes. And it's, it's going to be uh, uh, Omina time, you know, like where people ask questions and then they get some answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In other words, coming from out of left field because um, the thing that for the last week that you've been being told is that both sides are lying like crazy. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Everybody's praising, you know, one side over the other. They're all lying because they know it. And they absolutely do know that there's a, a corporate state that controls them. And uh, they get money to keep doing what they're told. Mm-hmm. And, and that's got to go. Time to go. Good night. And Elizabeth Warren did another hiccup. Uh, hiccup, boy. She said, I'm glad that uh, Soleimani is dead. <clears throat> and then she said, well, it should have been done lawfully, but I'm glad he's dead. And that's like Hillary Clinton come out, out of her mouth. And it's not right. It's totally not right. <clears throat> but um, And now and they're talking so much about the, the 50... Um, uh, soldiers on our side that have traumatic brain inter- in injuries and yep. that they're bringing some of them home because they they can't treat them over there. And these are traumatic brain injuries for fif- at least 50 people. So that's something that they kept hidden for a while, but it's been all over uh, the news here in the last day or two. Yeah. Yeah. And see, the thing is, is that these are war crimes. Our deep state is doing everything they're blaming on other people in the Middle East, but it's our deep state that's doing it from here. And that's going to be harder than ever for people to actually take a good look. There are numbers of us who have been working with this for long enough that can see it like through the mirror, you know. And, of course, if you've got traumatic brain injuries, the chance of you being able to Get clear is a little challenging to say the least. Um, and I'm just going to say that there's protection now. The galactics are really backing us up. Yes, and more. As we, and, and this is why I say this is more important than ever. What we're doing right here, right now, this kind of work, 
even if we take the whole call to do this work and really work with these higher energies, Caroline's got that wonderful access there. Omina, you got the wonderful access. And Marita, you're, you've got like 60 years at least of meeting with people that are accessing all these progressive, alternative, helpful things. Yeah, like crazy. Like um, Stranger at the Pentagon and Craig Cambasso and the stories about Valiant Thor. I mean, this is stuff people need to hear about. More than once, you know. And um, Randy, 10 years having a healing clinic. People getting... You know, in in fifth stage cancer, walking away completely better. And there's a a Harvard geneticist that came out and they said, we figured out how to extend life, longevity, life. And we we can do it. We're in the next phase now where we're going to reset it again. And it's not artificial intelligence or uh, transhumanism. No. 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 his name, he is uh, David Sinclair, professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School. They say age breeds wisdom, yet we can grow personally and mature while staying young and healthy. Yes, uh, and, and can aging be cured just like any other disease? And we asked this professor, and Sophie Chevronazzi, she's uh, a multilinguist uh, that is on RT. Her name is Sophie. And she says to David Sinclair, welcome to the show. I've, it's great to have you with us. We have lots to talk about. So you suggest that aging may be looked at as a disease that can be treated. What makes you think that age is a medical condition rather than the natural course of things? David says, well, thanks, Sophie. Well, aging is just like every other condition that causes us to be sick and eventually die. We like to think it's natural because it happens to most people. Yet in 100 years, 100 years ago, cancer, heart disease, frailty, these are things that as you lived long enough, you would get. Mm-hmm. And eventually we learned how to treat those things. We understood what the basis was. And we're at the same stage with aging now. We now have the for the first time a fundamental understanding of what causes aging, how to slow it down, and even potentially how to treat it and reverse the process, period. And my argument about why we should focus on it is that aging is the major cause of all the other diseases that we ever try to stop. And instead of trying to whack them on the head one at a time, as they emerge, why don't we try to stop us getting to the edge of the cliff in the first place before we drop off. And again, these higher energies coming in. Yeah, we're getting close to the time. Higher energies coming in. They're continuing to go higher, which means that now we've realized that this is possible and highly probable. And the society has been going through a downward spiral to the bottom of the pit. Yes. We're at the bottom of the barrel, everybody. And uh, there is a consensus in the world that we want to stop this fighting. We want some peace. And we want 
you know, <clears throat> the empire to leave us alone. Get out of my neighborhood. It's none of your business, you know, in the sense that our business is to be able to have dialogue with each other. and, and Even these, if we're not from the same solar system, to have, <laughs> to have that dialogue and share ideas and cultures is the way how we can better ourselves. See, the thing is, is that we've had to at least get the world to the place where they know that this is what they really want. This big old bear, that's an insult to the bear, but this this empirical uh, situation isn't really working anymore. And uh, Brexit is scheduled for tomorrow. Yeah. And they are already really looking at the markets and the marketplace in uh, England is going down, 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 down. And uh, it's not helpful uh, in the situation. And they're talking about this, um, that the European Union, most of the people in the European Union and those different countries don't like it at all. On that zero, <laughs> because Germany and France controls everything. On that zero, zero hedge.com website, they're talking about gold going to 1500 an ounce. That's right. really down. Yeah, it's up at 28,000. <laughs> well, um, yes, can I ask, can I ask uh, if any of your people? Somebody may need to mute because I'm hearing an echo, but I wonder if any of your people have commented as to whether Brexit is a good idea or not, if, if they're behind it, because it's hard to know. I would say to begin with, it looks disastrous, but I don't know. what. Has anybody said anything? Um, what Sweet Angelique the Cat has said is the European Union needs to be gone. And yeah. everybody needs to go back to their own original autonomous currency. Yeah. Each country where there's no overlords. And then we have a peace okay. Yeah. Okay, but so then is Brexit going to be a first step toward the dissolution of the EU? I would say yes. Absolutely. Right now, uh, Scotland is uh, screaming for its independence. I think yeah. that's a good thing. And may they get it, please. Amen. <laughs> They've labored too long under that yoke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be great. No more kings and queens. We and are all kings and queens of the Most High. Yes, in terms of our, our sovereignty. That's right. Indeed. And and so no no that's the talking stick and Sarah now Sarah now is right my friend well I just asked uh, to make sure that they call our guest but I don't see that he's here yet so uh, so keep chattering Robin oh. <laughs> okay. how's the weather in Santa Fe <laughs> it's been kind of cold and it's getting but uh, it does do a, a good in in between all of that. Yes. starting to you can see that it's starting to get lighter. You know, spring is coming. It's going to be about fifty one or fifty two over that's, the weekend. Oh, I'm wow. glad. That's yeah, pretty, we're, 
We're having the same thing here. It's, I think 57 is a high on Sunday or something, so that's oh seasonably warm. But then uh, we, we have the cold coming yet, but it's uh, it's been delayed here uh, and just enjoying it. So. <sighs> oh, you mean it's going to get really sub-zero after you got the nice weather, huh, Marita? I... I, I just know they said it's going to be colder. I don't, I mean, it's that just enjoy it while we can. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm wondering if Prince Harry has contacted Rama again recently, or if you just have a sense of how they're doing, because the queen stuck her nose in and of course had to like um, make it look like their plans were sanctioned by the palace. Uh, apparently there was some sort of a meeting and, um, w- you know, her with them. And I'm just wondering how they're faring, if anybody has any idea on that. I haven't heard from Harry or Megan, but... But, Rama, you found out from your people that the Inquirer put out a fake story about Megan and Harry... Uh, splitting up. Splitting up. That was... That's not happening whatsoever. For heaven's sake. Yeah. Oh, for heaven's sake. That was never the truth. But um, Remember, so, the guy who owns the National Enquirer is also involved in a major lawsuit with Stormy Daniels and Donald Trump. <laughs> and it's not over yet. No. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my goodness. There is, there, it seems like there's no end to all the nonsense, but... The unraveling is happening really fast. I mean, uh, was it Nada said the other day, she said they are rounding them up, literally. Yeah. All 500,000 of them, they're getting rounded up behind the scenes. This the is, ones that we don't know. This wow. Is why, this yes. Is why we want, to, we want to just remind uh, the station to call our guest, Michael King, and the numbers on the board. <laughs> Thank you, Marita. You Commander Don, the, are you yeah. hear us? Can you, you hear us? Call him Commander Don. <laughs> you buried the lead. You could have told us that one straight off the bat. Holy tamole. They've started arrests? I mean, I know they have made some in the past, but... They've, they've been... I didn't say arrests. They said it... The way they said it is they're rounding them up. All right. And okay. I don't know at what level that they're talking about, but they're literally rounding them up. Yeah. What's happening in certain circles is they're taking their assets, they're taking their mansions and their bank accounts and yeah. freezing them and things like that. And then know, they're stuck. You, they can't budge that way. Yeah. yeah. You, when you live on power, greed, and stuff, and you haven't got any more money. Yeah, this is being discussed about Prince Andrew, where he literally is going to be cut off. And he's going to have to fend for himself. Cut off of all the royal Everything. He is going to have to go get a regular job. Think about that one. What do you mean? Who made that that decision, though? Is that Faction 3? It was Charles, where he wants to kick him out of the country or kick him out of the family. Prince Charles. Go get another life. Charles is hardly an innocent party. No, oh, he, he is up he to his eyeballs. in the murder of Lady Di as a clone. That's right. That's right. Oh, my. Well, and of course, the, all, all the other thing uh, that he's shown up with uh, uh, 
with all the child pornography stuff too. So that's yeah, if yeah. that's true. I mean, I don't know if it is, but sure uh, it is. It's totally true. And 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 Marita Robert, he he's having sex. He's been having sex for a, a dozen years at least with little girls through the Jeffrey Epstein thing. He's been doing that. Regularly. Oh, I think even longer than that. Tara. Yeah, I'm there certain. was a woman. Who came forward? I think she's in her early thirties now, but um, she was one of the girls, the underage teens that yeah. he, yes. you know, she had no choice. She was under Epstein's control, and, and he and and um, Jelen, I guess Jelen, she has a French name, Maxwell, Maxwell's daughter. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, Jelaine, Jelaine. Yeah. Um, they controlled her. They pretty much had her kidnapped, you know, in a sense that she just um, was under their thumb and they threatened her family if she didn't cooperate. And um, so she, she was using her. They were using her as a slave. And Prince Andrew was one of them, one of these men. Yeah. There's a yeah. picture of them together. Which yeah, absolutely. But absolutely. she said it's not photoshopped. and It was proven it's not photoshopped. And she said, that is me and that is him. Yeah. Tried that number. No answer, yeah. Marita. Okay, Not we'll chat. <laughs> Marita, you see that on the board? Yes, I'm looking it up. I, I. <laughs> Maybe you got the number wrong a little bit. <clears throat> um, I, I was, yeah, I was going to say that also. Um, you know, Jeffrey, Ep just to remind everybody, Jeffrey Epstein's alive and well, and he's continuing to do it. He's just doing it in an underground base oh. out there in Israel, and he's not dead at all. He's such a subhuman. Oh. Yeah, well, you got to look at that, too, because they probably mind-controlled him from the very beginning, you know? Yeah, he was hanging out with folks from MIT and some other places, not that... You know, MIT is a bad place. And yeah, they killed Aaron. What's his last name? Aaron, Aaron Schwartz. Aaron Schwartz. They killed him. Yeah. Those people from MIT. This whole thing is going to get the death penalty across the board. That The whole pharmaceutical industry, all of this trafficking, it's just going to stop in its tracks. And every man, woman, and child, minus naughty characters are going to be having enough money to live perfectly fine and they will be, with their non-disclosures, making a commitment to help people. Every single one of us will be making a commitment in some way with the blessings that we get to help others. And that's the way this is going to change. And it's not down the road. It's not airy-fairy. And I'm, I'm, mm. I'm saying, you know, that whatever timing between now and the elections you know nancy pelosi would end up being the acting president of the united states until the elections that would be the deal because um, rama was told they're gonna find mike pence as guilty as everything under the sun he's been a pedophile for at least 25 30 years having sex with little boys and little girls on c street and playing like the puritan the same time yeah that's pretty good you know they joke if you watch like i used to watch will and grace back in the 90s oh, when it was yeah. on there, 
And they would joke about how the biggest closet society um, for gays in America is the Republican Party. <laughs> and That's I don't, right. it's true. I don't equate gays with pedophiles. I'm not saying that. But, you know, he plays this hyper straight evangelical. And I find that um, a lot of them, who, who the extreme right wingers who target gays or who claim to be purer than pure, um, no, they are not. If you looked in their own backyard, you'd see they are not. And it's going to become, with I think with these veils dissolving, it's going to become increasingly obvious who's lying. I just hope people let themselves wake up about that. Yeah. And the thing and this is, has been going on for centuries, not just oh, thousands of years. This is sure. centuries of stuff. Sure. Thousands, thousands, thousands come under. Yeah. And then remember, everybody should try to find out. Trump did a Saturday Night Live in 2015 where he said something about being the president. <gasps> try to find the YouTube whatever and try to put it up on well, the site. No, before that, I think it was in the 90s, they had a Simpson episode where he and an Arab man in traditional garb and someone else, they all had their hand on this glowing globe. Yeah. And then it happened. This, yeah. uh, the exact same scene. And what is that, predictive programming? Is that what that's called, Rama? That's exactly what yeah. it is, predictive programming. Oh, so spooky. <laughs> They've been doing this, you know, uh, always, forever. It's just like Rama was saying, uh, and he was being told that since late 1800s, uh, Israel was pegged to do what they're doing now. They had it all figured out way back in the late 1800s. So we've been being, you know, fed pablum and let us think we're having a democracy while they're planning their little uh, undercurrency, you know. This is why the truth has to come out about the the not-so-nice other ET races that have come to Earth, yeah. not for upliftment, but for conquest and control. And yeah. that, you know, has, you know, it's already a moot point that they violated the prime directive. Now the truth is coming forth in the sense where we send them more love, not try to uh, let's, you know, have a sidereal war. I don't think so. Mm. We're getting no, closer. Marita, we got we got uh, Michael's wife on the phone here. <laughs> Maybe she can come on instead. <laughs> oh, I don't know. But, uh, that's that's looking up. <laughs> oh, okay. Looks like he's here. Okay, Marita, we passed the talking stick back to you. I think we've got our brother Michael on the line here. Do we have Michael? Yes, we do. Well, good. We're happy to have you here. Uh, did you have a message for us for tonight? Yes. Or did or did I make a mistake? No, you're right. Okay. <laughs> I made the mistake. That's um, all right. <laughs> so, uh, actually, do. In fact, it's a, it's uh, near and dear to my heart right now. It's uh, 
rather urgent because we are accomplishing so much that uh, uh, on the planet right now we're moving so fast toward um, what hopefully is, is our ascension date. Uh, I have no idea exactly when this is all going to happen, but uh, we are having a um, a lot of a lot of uh, activity this year. This is 2020. We're probably going to see our most transformative year that we've ever seen. And uh, a, lot, a lot of geological activity is quite uh, possible. We're likely you to You know, see... tonight on the news, they had a picture of the sun, and it looked like the closest picture. It was like all this stuff was just moving and shifting. I mean, it was like... You could see all these little particles. I've never seen that before. I don't know if it's a new telescope. I didn't. I only looked up, and they said this is what the sun is doing. Did anybody else? Did you see that, or do you know uh, what that's about? I didn't see that. I. What did that picture look like? Well, it that's just a new looked, telescope, Marita. A oh. new telescope. Okay. Yes, a brand new telescope. And it just looked like it was. Uh, it, it was these little uh, bits and pieces were just uh, it was like they were boiling or they were just moving. I, uh, Randy, if you saw it, maybe you can uh, explain. You maybe have other verbiage that you can explain what it looked like. I didn't see the I've just seen the post. I didn't look at it yet. So, OK, I can't comment just now. Thank you. All right. Well, sorry for the interruption, but I just thought when you were talking about what's changing, and that was something that that I'd never seen before, and I guess it's because of the new telescope they were showing how it would just be like all these little uh, bits and pieces were just uh, constantly moving. So. Mm-hmm. so the sun is playing a big role in this, uh, you know, the potential for a solar flash happening. A lot of people have spoken of this. And uh, after communicating uh, with my oversoul uh, recently, uh, I got a slightly uh, different version uh, of what's going on uh, with respect to our ascension date. And um, I could say our date with ascension. And uh, the belief has has been that the solar flash is going to come and then it's going to wake up a large portion of the populace and it's going to freak out a few others um, and that that would be sort of like the beginning of our um, uh, the big major transformation that would um, you know possibly mass arrest and possibly the whole exposure the whole disclosure scene. Uh, but there's something that precedes that, is what was explained by my oversoul, that no, it, that, that comes as a result of humanity making a choice. He says that there would be uh, uh, turbulence and chaos throughout the world, um, and it's just part of the, every age that dawns these days. Uh, every time we shift into a new era, there is geological disturbances, weather changes. There's um, a number of uh, common events. But when it comes to um, uh, ascension, the, 
there would be uh, a small number of humanity that would make the leap first. And this would cause uh, a, a new, another group, a little larger group, to pull up in frequency. Basically, they prepare themselves for their ascension. And then as more events take place and in, in those, those individuals prepare themselves inwardly through inner healing and uh, that they would, uh, in due course, they would uh, make their leap into their next dimension. And that would draw a larger number up. And over the next several decades, we would see this a gradual um, ascension of various of groups, larger and larger groups, until everybody on humanity has had a time to make a choice, to, to say, yes, I'm, I'm ready to go, uh, or I'm not going to go, or I'd rather stay, or I'd rather uh, go somewhere else and, or, or um, pass from this existence physically. Uh, these are all choices that humanity, everyone in the human race will be given a choice. Now, uh, but it would take time. And uh, those who uh, ascend into the next dimension would, uh, they would um, uh, be able to have the ability to, to return, uh, no different than Jesus comes back from time to time himself. Uh, but, uh, but by choice, they would be primarily uh, residing in the dimension that they've ascended into whether it's the fourth or fifth or whatever. And, um, and this would uh, continue on until everybody has been given an opportunity to decide where they're going to go. Some might be taken elsewhere to other planets or other um, places similar to the third dimension. Um, and, you know, in other words, free will will be fully respected. And it was not an overnight event for everyone. It was uh, a very gradual, um, uh, bit by bit, stepping, uh, step up of the frequency, and uh, people preparing themselves willingly. Uh, and there was a lot of emphasis in the message to um, that of how important it is that each individual do their own inner work, their own. Uh, inner preparedness because you would not be able to make the leap without raising your consciousness to match that new era, meaning more love and kindness, uh, more forgiveness, more self-acceptance, and a more recognition of the oneness of all life is what it takes. And that the circumstances on, le on Earth for those of us who are left behind uh, after each one of these, uh, this uh, uh, series of leaps takes place um, that uh, might get a little more chaotic, might give us more opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to look deeper inside. Uh, but uh, that's just, you know, it's part of our evolutionary, you know, um, process, our, our evolutionary path. And, and that... Uh, we would also, there would be the solar flash that would be magnetized into position and stay magnetized by the choice of humanity to, um, 
to make the, the leap. And each time the solar flash happens, it would be in increments, uh, minor ones, and growing in intensity over the decades, uh, till well past um, uh, the year uh, 2100, uh, where we would still be making the, uh, uh, you know, getting making changes inwardly as well as outwardly on the planet, and uh, groups would be ascending, and uh, it would just continue on until everybody's been given their their chance. Um, meanwhile, uh, life will be as chaotic as we make it ourselves as a human race. Uh, it'll be as coherent and, and stable as we make it, but it basically it's we're not going to be able to, this isn't going to be done for us, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's going to be done by us. It's going to be uh, definitely something that comes about uh, as an individual choice, each person, but also as a mass choice, the groups of humanity that have prepared themselves sequentially through over the decades. And then there would be additional energy from the sun, raising, raising the frequency a little bit more uh, for those remaining on the earth and uh, helping the process along. So it, it's a co-creation, is what I'm trying to say. And that was the message from the Oversoul um, over the last, since October, several messages and uh, a number of points along the way, you know, that that supported that, but uh, that was the gist of it, and I'll be completing that, the final um, message, uh, set of messages here this week, I hope, and uh, have that published uh, on my website before it's, uh, before long, you know, within within a few days, I think. Anyway, basically that's what I wanted to talk about, and uh, I don't have any much more to say unless you have comments or questions. We thank you for sharing all of your insights, and we'll look forward to uh, um, when you get uh, some more information, either coming back or uh, reminding people that it's on the website. Um, the, any of the panel members have anything they want to uh, contribute to this or ask Michael questions or any discussion here? So, Michael. Yes. This is Tara. Hi. Are you ascending right now? Is that why you're done so quick? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I thought I might ask because I, I'm, I'm used to you going at least an hour and a half. What, what happened? <laughs> That's that's a really good question. Um, the the message, uh, I guess maybe uh, the Oversoul is giving me a little bit of brevity over. Uh, it's been it's been rather um, I can would say uh, life changing to me to to get the series of messages and to understand the the context of how it happens uh, and that we really have a lot of responsibility as each one as an individual that's not gonna you know this is not gonna happen to us it's going to be a co creation and we each have to prepare ourselves. Uh, in readiness 
to, to see more love and light within ourselves and within everyone else, recognize the divinity of all and the unconditional um, innocence of all life, the unconditional love coming from the heavens as well as from within our being. So these are uh, choices that we all have to make uh, and stop you know, judging ourselves so harshly uh, because yep. uh, those judgments don't apply coming from unconditional love. Um, and uh, that's, how we, that's how we each make that leap into the next era. Um, so, so when did it, when has this information, is this something that is relatively new for you or have you always been doing it, but this is just more intense and, and more, uh, eminent? Well, uh, that's a good question. And what triggered it was, uh, Kim Gogwin. I don't know if you know, she refers herself also to as, uh, Kim Possible and has a lot to do with the RV. Uh, non-existent yeah. RV, we could say, um, that yes. her her role, uh, she took over the position of the former, let's say, controller of the world, uh, who was more like a, a very dark dictator, and she's more like a, uh, a more benevolent, uh, new age, female um, source that really got the best interest of humanity at heart. But back in um, uh, September, mid-September, she had a cryptic message fundamentally for the cabal and uh, said that in six months' time, there would be nothing left for humanity, uh, neither for uh, the masses nor for the dark you know, agents on the earth, uh, the banker groups primarily, um, and uh, that in... Uh, and uh, and so, but it was there was a very short message. It wasn't. Uh, it was very cryptic. And so I sat down and asked my oversoul. I said, "What's? Do you have any idea what this is?" And my oversoul basically said, "You know, I'm not in in touch with the councils who are orchestrating events of this nature, with respect to the earth." And I said, "Well, did you see this in our?" Um, pre-life uh, uh, review or, you know, our, the interview of our life, this lifetime before, uh, you know, oversoul, I don't know if you, you realize, but our oversoul is the part of us that we leave behind in the spirit world and, um, and that we depart and we're a percentage, say, you know, an average of 50% of the oversoul consciousness will incarnate. It varies, usually 25 to 80% or so, but you'll never bring 100% of your consciousness into the physical form in an incarnation, especially one as dense as, as the ones we have here because of the, um, you know, the risk of, of losing consciousness like we, we do uh, in the physical. And we have our you know, amnesia, which is part of the plan, it's part of the agreement. Um, but nevertheless, you leave a certain part behind and uh, so that's the part that everyone has access to, to uh, ask questions, uh, get answers uh, about your life purpose, about day-to-day uh, -day events, um, you know, get personalized information 
uh, about your 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 current incarnation, uh, um, you know, up to date. And so I was discussing this. I said, this is a pretty uh, strong message to say that nothing would be left of humanity. I said, I'm assuming that this has something to do with uh, a banking collapse or um, uh, some, uh, you know, uh, maybe a solar flash or something of that nature, and I wanted clarification. And that's where this answer came from. Says, well, it's not exactly as stark as what it sounded like. You know, don't take it literally. Uh, it's, uh, but the message is, um, there's no question that by the end of 2020, um, or the, or within 12 months at the time, uh, when this is back in October when I finally asked the question. And uh, by the end, roughly, of 2020, you're going to see the life will, will have changed on this earth. Uh, no one will go unaffected. Everyone will be um, involved. Uh, and that uh, it's not going to be the same on earth ever again. Um, this will be a radical year of transformation. And so I started asking more questions. And and said, well, is this related to the solar flash? And he said, uh, let me explain that it doesn't work exactly that way. First, it starts with humanity, a small segment of humanity making a choice to do the inner work necessary to raise their frequency, to clarify their energy enough to qualify, and then as in a very small group would ascend first. And that in, in itself... Uh, would catalyze uh, a an action corresponding uh, action from the sun. You could call it a minor uh, solar event that will uh, cause this momentary awakening experience for all of humanity simultaneously. Some of which would uh, not take kindly to this eye-opening experience. Some of which would relish in it. And um, what's very interesting is that uh, just recently, um, Alison Coe, some of you may be familiar with her, she's been um, doing um, uh, these sessions, individuals, uh, where they talk with their their higher self or their guides, their oversoul, and uh, and and get insights into the personal life of the individual. She transcribes some of the important notes and, and reads them to, uh, on a video uh, for public uh, thing. And people are people are seeing in her sessions, their meditative um, trance-like sessions, I think. I'm not sure the, the full context of how they go about it, but but it's uh, they get a super-conscious mind, gets involved, and they share about what's important about this person's life and generally what can happen on the earth in, in some uh, visual uh, graphic dis descriptions of, uh, in, in this case, this more recent message, it was uh, put out by James, uh, um, what's his name, uh, the UFO guy, James Lil, uh, um, I forgot his last name, but anyway, he uh, got a You mean James Twyman? Michael? Which one? You mean James Twyman? No, no, this would be, um, 
he, this guy has a ranch, uh, and people go out there just to see all the UFOs flying around. Oh, Gilliland. 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 Yeah, James Gilliland. Yeah. There we go. Uh Uh-huh. Up in Oregon. Yeah. He passed out a newsletter just this week that linked to Allison. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. Um, this came from Sophia Love. Sophia Love, who does, uh, who brings in messages from uh, other worlds, and uh, specifically uh, a being called One, O N E, uh, gave a, a pertinent message about the the life that this just this week happened. I got it yesterday. Uh, late yesterday, and uh, uh, discussing the the this ascension event, and it correlated very similar to what my oversoul had been saying since October, and um, that uh, she uh, Sophia Love, she also referenced um, an Allison Co. Uh, YouTube. Uh, it's Allison C O E. Uh, and uh, a very recent one, and where uh, a woman is asked these um, certain questions that they prepare in advance of the session, then she goes into a trance meditation and then bring in the superconscious self, I suspect, or something along those lines. And then, uh, so she, there's a back and forth question and answer about what she experienced, and she's walking into the the, the fifth dimension, basically, in, in her case, and why. And that last year, her over-soul, or this super-conscious self, had said that the event, this event, was going to happen last year. And so there's questions as to why that didn't happen. And the explanation in this case was that um, we didn't... The sun was sending... Uh, you know, very minor bursts of, of energy, but it was getting to be causing a little chaos. It was too hard. Our planet wasn't high enough frequency to really be able to handle it well, and it was creating too much chaos. So they uh, reduced the frequency and waited a while for us to start waking up. So one of the prerequisites for a solar flash that would bring like a momentary illumination to everyone simultaneously would be a massive disclosure and um, that this would uh, precede a solar flash and humanity would wake up enough that you know to to, to recognize the the way the wool has been pulled over our eyes for centuries and basically Joe Sixpack is going to wake up a little bit uh, and start to see that there's something been going on that they haven't been paying attention to and didn't realize, and they're going to get very upset and it's going to create a little more chaos. Well, that means that humanity will get more involved, but basically they will wake up. They will no longer believe the media hype and the, and, and so forth and the programming that we've been led to believe. Uh, you know, we if, we if anyone follows standard news, they know that, uh, you know, you you not been, you haven't been fed the truth. That's for sure. So, so people are going to start to see the truth more readily, and and uh, they're going to understand things uh, that have been going on behind the scenes in a different light. So, they're going to realize that they themselves 
have been duped and we all have been duped and that we have to take action. So uh, that kind of awakening is essential because it's free will. If humanity doesn't choose to wake up, remains buried, and that their head in the sand, then um, uh, we just roll right along. We just keep getting duped and we just, you know, basically we would cease to exist because we would um, be subject to um, the type of activity you're seeing now in China, you know, the coronavirus thing. That's just another uh, duping of the of the populace in an engineered virus that's about to they're going to try to make a vaccine of course that's, that's the solution make another vaccine and everyone's going to be, try to force them everyone to take it and of course the vaccine gives you the very problem that it claims to be solving this is the same thing that happened with SARS and Ebola it's just another attempt at the same old song and dance but if we wake up as a human populace that uh that we will say, no way, Jose. We're not. We're not going along with it this time. You know, and and there's going to be some a much more proactive stance on the part of the bulk of humanity. We will pull our heads out of the sand basically and start taking actions because if we don't, then the wave is not going to come from the sun. It's just going to be the wave of our own consciousness that is part of this dark agenda that's been trying to destroy most of us. You know, all along, and it, you know, we have uh, the universe has no choice but to allow that to happen if we don't take the initiative. So my oversoul was making a big point that this is going to come first from humanity. We are going to be the ones to initiate the support from uh, our brothers and sisters in the in, uh, in the skies, as well as the sun itself. So it, we we will be the cause that will magnetize a solar uh, emanation uh, of, of, a, of the type that will cause a gamma wave brainwave activity amongst all of us. And that gamma brainwave uh, experience makes us slightly telepathic, more conscious, more awake. We suddenly know things that we didn't, that we were kind of numbed out to, and it's only momentary. Yeah, I don't know how long it might last. Um, I have had a conversation with uh, other uh, uh, another entity, uh, a good friend of mine in, in uh, Pleiades, and told about her their how their civilization went through this. And uh, it's very interesting because um, you know the. They had a very similar situation that we had. We have a lot of dark controllers. Uh, there are a number of um, planetary systems that have gone through this, gone through the dark ages, you could say, like we're, we've been living in, and been able to free themselves. And there, there is a solar event that that is associated with it, but it's really initiated by the people. And during one of those solar events, or uh, uh, prior to it, uh, there is an awakening event similar to the one that's being described that we are headed toward. And we've had some already. We've had some of these solar flashes. They're minor. Uh, I remember 2017, uh, September of 17, that we had one. 
uh, there was May of, uh, I think it was March of 18, and it was, you could tell on that particular day, it's like there's a significant degree of lightness and um, um, airiness. Uh, it's definitely different than the norm if you're tuned in. I mean, if, if you're buried, you, you won't notice it, but if you're, or you're asleep, you won't notice it, but, but something changes. And global events started changing more rapidly back in uh, September of 17 and have been changing pretty rapidly ever since. And every now and then we get this very tiny extra boost to help wake us up because many of us have already woken up and that's helping to magnetize these boosts. A similar thing uh, was happening in their world. And what it did was um, it catalyzed such an awakening amongst people they were not nearly as buried in, in uh, dark control agendas as ours planet is. We've kind of like gotten the worst of it all. Um, but the uh, and they and they realized uh, like their eyes the, the blindfold was taken off for momentarily. And in in this case, my friend was she was seven years old in their time. Uh, their era. Seven years old is the sort of like the equivalent in conscious awakening, uh, or let's say intelligence and, and uh, maturity, put that way, of a, uh, one of our 35-year-olds. Okay, but the seven years, the years are a little bit longer than ours, but not that much longer. And um, and it, but at at the young age of seven, they're already actively involved in political events and so forth. They're pretty conscious uh, race. And, uh, uh, <clears throat> um, maybe um, we <clears throat> might take a, a short break here and ask if uh, how how many other people uh, maybe on the panel have had any of these kind of things happen or if they want to contribute to it. I know that uh, Randy said he wanted to say something about uh, uh, the viruses and stuff. Uh, so. Would that be okay if we would uh, um, go around the uh, the panel here and and see what other people can add with what you're doing or what they've experienced? Absolutely. Okay. So, Randy, did you want to go first? Because I know you said you had some information about viruses that you wanted to share. Thank you, Marita. Well, first of all, a virus is not to be confused with bacteria which causes infection. Viruses are tiny bits of nucleic acid that contain information and use your body cells to create more copies of themselves. There are very few treatments, allopathic or natural, that can kill a virus outright. As usually, a virus must run its course. Since no two human beings are totally alike, this is why it's just about impossible to make a drug or a vaccine to eliminate viruses. When you have a viral infection, the best thing to do is drink lots of fluids, up your vitamin C to absolute stratospheric levels of 25, 30,000 milligrams a day and let your body take the invader out. Taking antibiotics and everything else weakens your immune system. Look at children. Children, when they get sick, sometimes they don't want anything. No, nothing. 
they know that the body will let itself run its course out. This is the important thing people don't realize about vaccines and all these things is because it won't work. It just simply won't work because the viruses are smart enough to mimic other things inside the body. This is why they stay there for so long and all of a sudden, bang, you're sicker than a dog. Is yeah. because they're mimicking certain different things and they look like a normal virus. And only yeah. when... And only when they rediscover a certain kind of a microscope that was done in the 30s. I can't remember the guy's name. I just watched a thing on it the other day. And the secret died with him. He found a way to look at viruses in the body in a different way with a very, quite a different technique. And I guess the medical profession, they probably just killed him off. Because he yeah. was bringing out stuff that said, look at this is, no, look at it like this. And address it like this, like Rife, like Tesla, like all the major inventors that took anything to bring health and take it away from greed and profit, they've done away with them. Same thing with the automotive industry of guys inventing things that help get your car, get no pollution, all that other stuff. It's all the same thing. We have to end this greed of money and control on the planet. And this is what Nasara is going to to do but our consciousness the best thing we can do folks is stay positive don't buy into the fear namaste i'll pass the talking stick yeah thank you randy i was gonna hi marita i would just like to add to what randy was saying and what michael was saying he said when you go through the vaccine route they're just giving you back what you're thinking that you're going to get rid of with it (laughs) and it's 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 about ascension and it's about higher states of awareness of that awareness of what that's all about. Pass that back to you, uh, maybe Michael, huh? Yeah, so that's really good. And I appreciate those comments because it's so true. Uh, and, you know, as an herbalist, I've looked at a lot of solutions to pathogens of all kinds and out of necessity. And there's some interesting uh, findings about viruses that are probably not very well known, but uh, it, the presence of arginine in certain foods uh, that are common in certain foods it happen to also be used in medical experiments for to proliferate viruses. Arginine, which is thought to be like an oxygenator and have certain health benefits of its own, so people actually buy this by the bottle, uh, is actually a viral proliferator. And one of the facts of the matter, you can, this is pretty well known, on, on, uh, you can find a lot of articles about it, is that L-lysine, which is a viral inhibitor, is inhibited itself by the presence of arginine. And so whenever a Petri dish uh, experiment uh, wants to encourage the development of viruses, then they will add arginine to the Petri dish, and then all of a sudden they just go to town. So so I did a look-see to find out what kind of foods have are high in arginine to begin with. Well, 
you probably heard me say on a number of cases, a number of prior episodes here, that nuts uh, are uh, a major trigger for shingles and herpes outbreaks. Back eight handfuls of nuts, and it's more likely under if you have a few other conditions like an acidity state in the body, and you eat enough of these high. You still there? Oh. Yeah, there you are, okay. Michael. What happened there, Michael? I've been walking you around, see? and I pulled the phone off the desk, and I landed face down. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, I'm just walking around. So, Michael, you said that arginine, that nuts promote shingles and what else? Uh, Okay, herpes, shingles, Epstein-Barr, viruses. Oh, my. Peanuts, for example, I'm going to butt in here for a second. When you look at the black on a peanut, that's Aspergillus nagger. That's exactly what it is. That's a mold. You got to get closer to the mic, uh, Rand. <laughs> okay, sorry. Peanuts. When you look at peanuts, and you look at the black, when you see a black spot on a peanut, that's Aspergillus nagger, which is a nasty mold. So when you're eating peanuts, you're actually eating a moldy nut. It starts from a mold. Yeah, That's why people that say when they have the peanut allergy, they can die from it, which is absolutely true because this mold is deadly to certain people. Peanuts are not fit for human consumption, period. Stay completely away from mold is common. Peanuts. So so the other... Or cashews. Yes, cashews too. So pretty much all of your seeds and nuts are, are high in arginine or they have a certain amount. And it's, so it's not about avoiding them entirely, but it is about understanding that quantity can overtake your other natural defenses in the body. And so this is why it's very common uh, for someone who buys, let's say, a bag of nuts in the store, and those nuts have been outside of their shell for a length of time, and they... So they're going rancid. The fats in the nut are going rancid. And this applies to almonds. It applies to cashews. It applies to sesame seed, uh, um, uh, sunflower seed, uh, you name it. It's like just about any of these. They're going to have it to some degree or another. Some will affect you more predominantly than another. Like even though it's in flaxseed, I don't believe flaxseed causes, you know, a problem, the same kind of problem that, say, a, a, a bunch of almonds or cashews or peanuts would do would cause. So, uh, because I haven't seen that, I have seen where nuts, especially if uh, the body is predisposed with acidity, like from coffee or meats or uh, or dairy products or too many tomatoes, that it's going to more likely to or sugar, which is a major one major contributor because of the acidity that it will trigger uh, a more profound um, herpes or shingles attack and you know because I talk to clients who call me a lot and they say hey why did you know I'm suddenly getting this shingles thing this what's going on I said well have you been eating nuts lately said no uh, some but I really but they tell me about the tahini they just bought and ate a lot of 
tahini sauce, so it's ground up sesame seed. And uh, if it's been in a jar in the store, then it's rancid oils, sesame seeds, and, um, and now you have a rancid fat in your blood. And there, we know uh, that uh, specifically the herpes strain, which is your Epstein-Barr herpes and shingles, of which there's um, probably 60 Epstein-Barr varieties, there's 30 shingles varieties, and a number of herpes strains. Um, so they all have different symptoms. But they, that, uh, the, the viruses and the um, uh, mycoplasma, which is a, more of a lung type of uh, pathogen, they all love uh, fats. They're, they're lipidors. They like fats. And so the nut fat, uh, the animal fat, the dairy fat, um, in, in quantity is going to cause a feeding of microbes specifically viruses and mycoplasmas. And it's reason, one of the reasons why dairy is so congesting uh, and why uh, uh, meat fats can, uh, you know, are highly complicit in uh, coronary and arterial part, uh, diseases. It's because, uh, partly because of the fat, but also because of the uh, viral attack on the system and the way it creates an acidity in the body and coupled with uh, a digestive uh, constipation. So, because they're hard to digest. The nuts are hard to digest. You chew them, they get gunk, gunky in your teeth, and they stick to your, your gut the same way. So they they line the small intestines, and the rancid fats become more rancid, and the viruses and the pathogens go after it. That's their job. So these viruses have a function in the human physiology, and that function is uh, to consume toxins. So heavy metals is one of their favorite foods. They, these viruses specifically love antibiotics because, like, like uh, the brother was saying, you know, uh, viruses, biotics, uh, anti, I mean, uh, bacterias, they have a cell wall, and antibiotics go in and disrupt the cell wall and kill the, the bacteria, but viruses don't have a cell wall. So... Uh, they, the viruses love toxins, so they eat, they, you know, antibiotics are like a superfood to a virus. It's the reason why the Lyme symptomology uh, doesn't completely go away after taking antibiotics. In fact, shortly thereafter, it gets worse, and it gets like, uh, like uh, you know, it just starts to get overboard again, only worse than before because... The Lyme symptomology is more a viral condition than it is a bacterial condition. And so, because if you, and how many Lyme people are consuming bags of nuts, especially the vegetarians, because they're looking for that protein, they're looking for that sense of fullness and well-being and so forth. And, and so the viruses that are responsible for the chronic fatigue and other Lyme symptomology scenario they just simply, um, they go to town. They just proliferate because they're being fed by the arginine, for one, by the fat, for two, and their uh, high acid condition is, um, uh, that is a part of a prerequisite uh, as well, is encouraged by the acidity of the, of the food products, the meat, dairy, and, and nuts. And uh, so this, it's just a, a prime 
you know, situation. And then you have our typical toxic scenario uh, in our world, and then you have all the more reason to uh, to, to proliferate viruses because uh, we're feeding them another favorite food source, which would be heavy metals and chemicals. It's one of their jobs in the body as part of a cleanup process. However, Michael, have you read any of the um, um, the guy that they call the medical medium and how he talks about that once you get the uh, the herpes virus in you, um, you know, it's there and like there's 25 different things that that all are related to that. Um, have you read any of that? Yes, it's called, actually, it's called Anthony yeah. William. Anthony, Anthony William, William yeah, sorry. He, he was the one who opened my eyes to that a few years ago. Okay. So that's part of where this is coming from. Right. Uh, and and part of it is uh, some of my herbal manuals that talk about, mm-hmm. you know, the spleen, because the spleen produces your antibodies that attacks the pathogens and, and the antigens, uh, you know, so your antibodies being manufactured by your spleen, your lymph glands, and your thymus, and to some degree your liver, um, this is your, your defense system. So, um, so the answer here, so the, the question is, the reason why I guess this has become such an important subject is because now we have another um, fake uh, global e- in, uh, epidemic that they're going to try to blow into proportion, high proportion. And this is one of the predictions that uh, uh, my oversoul has made, but I think we've known this uh, a long, for a long time, that uh, we would see a number of um, uh, unhappy events uh, on the, in, in, take place in the world, uh, one of them would be, he explained, it would be, uh, you know, the earthquakes, the tsunamis, the floods, the fires, the uh, tornadoes and hurricanes and uh, and the pestilence. Uh, and these uh, viral, uh, there would be, you know, massive uh, illnesses uh, going around. And he made no bones about explaining that uh, many of these are, uh, promoted by uh, weather warfare, uh, they're not caused because you take a. They have to still start with a weather event uh, that's already in motion that Mother Nature creates, but then exaggerate it or, or do something with it, manipulate it somehow. But the uh, but when it comes to engineered viruses like the coronavirus and the SARS and the Ebola and that sort of thing, uh, they pretty much need the fear of the people, so they have to really blow it out of proportion. And I think they've They've grown wise. The Ebola was a failure because, you know, we all know that vitamin C can knock it out. And like the brother was explaining, it's, it it really is not as bad. But once you get the but but these were spread originally by vaccines to start with. It was one of the universities. I forget the name now. That was and the um, Red Cross who were promoting vaccines in a certain area, and then all of a sudden we have this sudden, out-of-the-blue uh, Ebola crisis. You know, And so wherever the vaccines go, the crisis starts anew. And then when, they, when the government or, or the people catch on, they kick them out of the country, these, these experimenters who are using the 
people as guinea pigs. They kick them out of the country, and suddenly the Ebola disappears. Well, we have another one now. That's what's going on. It doesn't mean people don't get sick, but it's primarily the sickness is spread by the vaccines. And the symptoms that they're claiming are nothing different than a normal flu. And people get sick from the flu regularly, and they get uh, some people die from the flu because because of the weakness of their immune system to start with, because of poor diet and et cetera, and toxicities and so forth. So this is nothing new, but it is a sign that it's giving the humanity another opportunity to wake up, to say, look, this is fraud, and you need to, you need to step up to the plate and call your people, your um, uh so-called leaders on it and, and make sure that something gets done this time as a unified human race. And this is the other point that my oversaw has made over and over again. The other worlds are not permitted to interfere in our evolution unless we are in agreement as a human people to go in a certain direction, and we initiate, we take the lead. We step to the plate, we take the lead, we are going to initiate the change. And not only that, we are committed as a people, as a unified people, to follow up with this change. So all they're authorized to do is to facilitate the changes that we agree upon and get behind in unity um, that uh, that we're going to follow through on, that they can see, and that that agreement on our part has to be in keeping with the universal laws for life everywhere, meaning it has to be in the best interest of, of uh, all life everywhere. It's focused on the common good of humanity and, and all life everywhere. So if we are, if we wake up as a human people, if we make a decision that we want a better type of governing, then we will, if we agree and we pull our heads out of the sands and, and out, out of our uh, Facebook and out of our phones and TVs and video games, if we just sort of, you know, wake up enough to pulled away from all of this uh, programming uh, devices and, and electronic warfare uh, frequencies enough in order to say, wait a minute, I'm not going along with this. We need to make a change. Let's stop fighting each other. Let's stop this whole political division um, uh, scenario that is being promoted to keep us from unifying and the all the different, different uh, divisive agendas and uh, philosophical, you know, di uh, agendas, uh, different religions and different um, perceptions. Like, how do you, how do you, eat, what's the best way to eat a banana? You know, that's just another, another insane, um, divisive, although minor, uh, thing that get people, you know, bickering with each other. It's just, it's, it's minor, but it like the flat Earth thing. You know, you got to got to get real. Where did that come from? Well, it's obvious. It's just something to get to distract people and uh, get them thinking about the absurdity 
the absurd things and fight over it and and so forth. So uh, it's all about division. And so we we have to wake up that we've been manipulated and stop allowing it, stop agreeing to it. Um, there's no one way to eat a banana. Everyone's going to need a different physiological pH and taste and preference, and you just do it. You know, it's like there's no one religion that fits all because we don't need religion unless we just because there is the natural law, there is a universal law, and that's what everyone's subject to whether we like it or not. You know, and there's the law of love. And so they, those are the foundations that, that every religion should be based on. And if they are, then they have that value to that degree. But, you know, to fight over a religion is part of the divisive agenda. So we have to wake up that we have been played. And we have to decide, I'm not going to allow that. I'm going to love my brother and sister. I don't care about their religion or their color or their ideological framework. I'm going to work with them. We're going to take the best of the best from each one of us. We're going to put it together, and we're going to create a whole new life, a whole new system. So this is, this is where we, we are beginning to do that as a human race, fortunately. Uh, we have a long ways to go, and so uh, it takes catalytic events. Now, this is something that my oversoul made very clear. Um, in, at night... When we are uh, sleeping, uh, we oftentimes go into a group council, whoever's uh, able to get you know, in their dream body, and they are out of body consciously, and they go into where some, there's places where we gather, and we discuss you know, how, what's the next steps for humanity. And, and uh, we're, we're voting, in a sense, with, by throwing our ideas on the on the stage, you could say, of discussion and and coming to a consensus agreement, and so, uh, and my also made it very clear that we are voting every minute of every day, consciously and unconsciously, whether we're awake or asleep, by every thought, every intention, every image. Every expectation, every fear, every passion, every purpose that we get behind, we are voting. And that's how the other worlds and the uh, planetary guidance councils uh, decide what is, the, what is our consensus agreement. And so every moment of every day, the, you could say we are registering a new vote. And it's shifting and, and changing based on global events and based on our awakening, conscious awakening, how much, how many people are meditating and coming to new conclusions and how many people are, uh, say, following Joe Dispenza's stuff and, and getting into the unified field or not and, and maybe looking at their dark side and choosing to love it into a transformation and uh, uh, doing different you know, healing protocols like the MAP protocol or, or uh, what used to be EST and, and what is different offshoots from all of this. There's so many different ways, and they're all good. They all have their value. So we're all waking up, and, and this is what's frightening the controllers. We're waking up. So they're looking for ways to suppress our awakening. That's why the vaccines, because it, it's taking these young kids that are just brilliant souls uh, and, and here to make a change, 
and uh, give them autism so uh, so they can't be so proactive. Well, and so why why do we have so much autism? What I mean, what are what what is being done that's causing this? Well, if you go to the Calgary uh, University uh, website, they have a video. If you look up the uh, effects of mercury on the body, and it's compounded by the use of glyphosate, you know, Roundup. And what's the what's the website again? Calgary. It's a Canadian. Calgary uh, University, I believe it is. Uh, if you go to my website and look up uh, uh, dental, um, one of my dental uh, articles, uh, just plug in search bar dental onto vitalityherbsandclay.com. Okay. And I have a couple of them about, you know, uh, mercury-free dentistry and stuff like that. And on one or both of them, I posted this. Uh, and in some of the other articles, but I don't remember the topic. Uh, I posted this link to the Calgary website where they show a video of a live nerve ending growing in, a, in I don't know what kind of solution or you know how they did this, but they're, they're, they have a high-magnified uh, video camera uh, time-lapse uh, watching this nerve grow. And it's it's splitting off, and it's it's getting longer and longer, and and you know in the time lapse it's pretty fast. It's surprising how fast these things grow. Uh, and then they put the smallest amount of mercury in the solution that this nerve ending is growing. And in the in the in the video, it's more like you know just a few seconds, like five, ten, fifteen seconds, and it shreds the nerve ending leaving two thin hairlines hair hair like strands now i think the time lapse is every 30 seconds they're taking another you know so that might have been you know 10 15 20 minutes but michael michael can you just yeah. say are you saying that they're exposing the nerve end to a mercury poisoning exactly and yeah. that's in other words this is an intentional creation it is, yeah. Autism is deliberate. It's created yeah. by the, uh, you know, all this emphasis on mercury, uh, specifically because other heavy metals don't have the same effect, but mercury does of shredding the nerve in a very quick fashion. A lot of the brain fog has come as a result of this. The mercury uh, from the vaccines, the high mercury vaccines, the uh, mercury amalgam fillings in our teeth. That's the reason why this absurd concept of mercury in the eco-friendly light bulbs in all of the fluorescent uh, tubes you look on there you'll see hg gas mercury gas uh it's filling your fluorescence it's uh it's in these squirrely um new eco-friendly light bulbs and they even have some in some led bulbs now it's mercury well, why are why are we emphasizing so much mercury? Well, this has been a multi-thousand-year known uh, agenda that dulls the mindset of individuals. It's sort of like why do we have lead in our pipes? Um, because you know you get Mad Hatter's disease. You know if you work get too much lead uh, in your in your system and. Uh, so this is a known, I mean, in some circles. That, not that's the, why Hitler people. used it in the death camps. Yes, that that's they right. use fluoride and, and I don't know what else. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, fluoride does the same thing. That's why they decided to put it in our toothpaste and why they wanted to put it in our water is because, for all these reasons, now they're afraid of the awakening because if you can sh- shred the nerves, if you can uh, suppress the pineal gland with the fluoride and, and so forth, and you can create this dumbing down from the lead, then uh, we, there's less chance of us becoming a super scientist and discovering you know, free energy and, and so forth. And so... Uh, and then certainly rising up against uh, the, the political forces and the deep state, which is where all this is coming from, the non-political, behind-the-scenes folk. And so right. so, so it is, uh, these viruses are definitely engineered. The mercury in the vaccines is certainly not an accident. I mean, you've got to think about it. We all know, I mean, they, were, they don't allow, but t- the tiniest, tiniest amount of mercury in water, water supply, okay? But they'll put milligrams full of it. I mean, you're talking, you know, parts of a part per million, you know, in water, but you're talking milligrams in in a vaccine. Well, yeah. That didn't get in there by accident. This is not uh, like, well, we just didn't know better, but we thought it would do a, be a great sterilizer. That's baloney. We know that. So, uh, and the polysorbate 80, uh, that's another toxic compound. How about the um, formaldehyde in the vaccine? Why, why in the world do we have formaldehyde in our vaccine? It's a known neurotoxin. So why do we have high doses of aluminum? Because it's an, uh, an excitotoxin. Well, now they even the World Health Organization scientists are stating that we know that there's a serious problem with vaccines. They, number one, they're not very effective. Number two, they're very toxic. They have extraordinary side effects. And, uh, and we all know that the more vaccines that have been uh, mandated, the higher the rates of autism. So there's a direct correlation. But the same is true for, for Roundup. If you've got herbicides and pesticides laced on your non-organic and sometimes organic foods, they just recently allowed Roundup in uh, uh, food that is grown in in these uh, hothouses, you know, in, in, undercover, in the water. They're allowing Roundup and organic. We're talking organic, okay? Well, You're we kidding know me. I'm serious. Absolutely. Just, yeah. So, I mean, we're talking about a concerted, known, diabolical agenda that has been in place for literally thousands of years but yes. more importantly now because people are waking up they know that they knew that uh, 2012 was a, a major awakening and for whatever reason in our society and I have a suspicion as to why we have um, taken so long why this major uh, solar flash event didn't happen in 2012 is partly because most of us would not have survived it and uh, you know, and I, I haven't gone a lot of questioning with my oversoul, but there was an illusion, a comment from my oversoul stating that in 1996, the Archon invasion has took humanity into a dark, uh, a dark dive backwards. We started yes. descending, and and as a result, uh, we're just now coming out of it. But what it did is that it gave more of humanity an opportunity to wake up 
before yes. a sig significant event because usually a solar flash is very disruptive. Huge earthquakes, massive decimation of the population, um, uh, you know, it, it sizes down a, a world population very quickly um, and all the uh, electronic devices disappear and so forth. And you pretty much go back to Stone Age, you know, kind of scenario and, and then you've got all the uh, lawlessness that you know from societies um, a lot of bad you know potential so we as a human race in cooperation with guidance councils from some of our you know higher selves etc we all decided that we wanted to save as many people as possible and and I believe that there you know uh, it's known for those who ha are familiar with the looking glass technology that they were the, um, the that looks into the future, uh, future possibility, not not cast in stone future. But there were two basic timelines. Uh, one that that was a very positive timeline that landed that caused this brilliance at uh, on, at the year uh, 2012 that they could never see past. It's, so you know that's a positive timeline that was probably you know my interpretation of that. Do we uh, what was left of humanity? Uh, ascended, okay, and so they couldn't see past it. They were in another just brilliant light is all they saw. But the timeline two is why they referred to it. Timeline two is is um, the dark one in which everything gets destroyed through a lot of calamity and a lot of chaos and and uh, and that that was uh, we go back to Kim Gogwin's um, comments. The reason why I listened to that is because the former controller, his name was Marduk, uh, was the one that had an agenda uh, for humanity. It meant decimate, they tried to get people like the banker groups, um, the Blackstone groups and the um, Rothschild groups and that sort of thing, which are very low on the totem pole of hierarchy of authority on the earth. Um, they, But they're nevertheless influential. They're the peons uh, that are just called to do certain uh, diabolical agendas to, to carry them out. And one of the agendas was to decimate 90% of the population. They didn't realize that the other 10% was scheduled for decimation also. They weren't going to be saved. They just needed some, a few humans to, to, to pull, pull off the, the, the negative thing, and they made all kinds of promises, and that's where the RV came from. This is the RV, the Rakudarnar RV, this whole saga, saga. That's where it came from. It came from Marduk. It was a plan to make promises to all the people, get right. them to fulfill the dark agendas, decimate the population with promises that the whoever's left is going to be, you know, put in very important positions and have a lot of money, and uh, and not realizing that they would also be next on the list for decimation. And then the plan was it was this is. It was a long-standing plan um, that it was to. They had the tech. Uh, the technology did exist at the time to simply turn the whole planet into dust, and it would be gone. And this is something that that particular group of individual uh, souls, they're non-human, wanted to have done in other parts of the uh, the universe, other sectors of this galaxy. Very common. It's the same old plan. So. The RV was just simply the carrot on the stick, as Rothschild recently said. Uh, that's just a carrot on the stick for jackasses. That's their comment. So, so, so Michael, Michael, yeah. 
Let's just back up the truck a little bit. So then what? I mean, the, these what? Mardukians, and I mean, they they all they also destroyed their own planet. You know, it's an asteroid belt right now. You know, uh, I mean, yeah. uh, after they get rid of all these planets, then what? Well, you know, well, it's the insanity. Uh, I don't know if they better, take that far. Uh, invite Michael back and and start uh, a different conversation because we're twenty minutes past the hour. We've kept him oh, wow. a long time here and our listeners as well. So um, we, we and and it's it's wonderful all the things that we're doing, but maybe we better respect the time here and uh, see if we can reschedule you when you have. A moment to do that, and we'll we'll go off in some of these other directions because all of this is very relevant with all of the um, information about the vaccines and everything else that we're bringing up here. Uh, what what do the rest of you say? Well, I have something I wanted to ask Michael. I mean, if it's on your website, I can read about it. But if I could just put the question out, and you can answer it for me, and then give everybody where you can go look it up stuff. But um. You know, there's all these collagens on the market now, and they're saying that, you know, vegans, uh, they're not getting any collagen, so it's destroying their gut, their their skin, their 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 joints. Uh, I, I, I just have a question about that because, you know, I'm into plants. So I'm not into meat. <laughs> Good. Okay, so the, the reason why the vegan world doesn't, vegan diet doesn't work for some is not because it's not a good diet. It's because they eat more nuts than they should. They eat more fats than they should. So, so real quick, to respect the time, and I, and I know you guys thought you were going to get away with the short one here, but it turned out to be longer than I thought. Uh, <laughs> but that, I love your question because it has been a journey for myself, gone from carnivore to uh, vegetarian now for 12 years and then back and forth a little bit to test the waters. Now, I'm all the more convinced that the safest, not that you have to get there right away or, or that it's mandatory, but the safest and most health-promoting diet really is the same diet that three indigenous cultures have that produce zero chronic conditions. And so if you want to know, uh, real, uh, the Mediterranean diet does cause 3% of coronary and arterial heart conditions. Okay, they have coronary conditions. Three percent is very common with the Mediterranean diet. Okay, that doesn't talk about diabetes, Alzheimer's, arterial uh, uh, osteoporosis, etc. So you're talking a major segment of the Mediterranean diet is still rather sick. Now, but these three cultures have zero heart condition, none. They have no arthritis. They have no diabetes. They have no chronic condition whatsoever. They are indigenous, so they're not doing Western foods, and they're not doing concentrates of sugar, etc. But what they are doing is this. I'll say it real quick. They're plant-based except for a small amount of meat, about like less than 5% of their protein. Uh, Usually 5 to 10% of their diet is protein, and a tiny amount of that is meat. Okay maybe once a year, maybe once a month or something. It's very small amounts. The, they're 10 to 25% fat. Um, that in, in most cases, um, the only reason why it goes above 15% is if the 17% of, of 25% is coconut. Okay, this is the Kitavan Society in Papua New Guinea. 
the Tarahumaros that run 50 to 100 miles a day uh, are mostly uh, 10% fat. Uh, the uh, Tamane Indians of South America, they're 15% fat, okay? It tells you how it's spectrum. But the vast majority, from 65 to 85% of the rest of the diet are carbs, mostly starchy carbs, and a moderate amounts of fruit and a lot of starchy carbs. Uh, so you're talking about uh, non-GMO corn, um, which you can't hardly find today in America, uh, but you're talking about corn, rice, beans, potatoes, uh, squashes, and, and, and the tarahumaras, they thrive a lot on chia seed because the fatty acids, the, the omega-3s, you know, give them the energy to run 50 to 100 miles a day, two days in a row. They're the fastest uh, long-distance runners in the world, up and down mountains, etc. Zero chronic health conditions. And I won't go into the rest of the story as to why the whole keto thing is killing people and the cultures that the, the Maasai and the Nuits that they've been depending upon is basically proving that it makes you very, very sick. Um, so, so you have to be careful but the whole point is, the vegetarians, the problem with the vegetarian and vegan diets has to do, and even raw vegan, because I have a client, raw vegan, very sick after six years of raw vegan, and he, he had inflammation up and down his, his body everywhere, brain fog, gout issues, heart issues, etc. He had all these problems as a raw vegan, uh, cold extremities and so forth. Uh, so here's the reason why. He realized that he was doing mostly nuts and lots of avocados and lots of liquid oil like olive oil and coconut oil, doing all this really good, quote, health foods in a great health food diet, all raw. And he was getting, he was just sick as a dog. Why? Because it was 45% fat, mostly from nuts. When he realized that the ratio should be down below 10% in the fat world, then he reduced it down to 10%. All of his liquid oils, his nuts, his avocados, everything, he reduced his intake down to 10%. All of those symptoms disappeared. So the problem that we're experiencing in our diet, and the reason why raw vegans hasn't, have not been able, and, and vegetarians have not been able to do well, is because of the high fat. If the fat thickens the blood, it uh, interferes with capillary circulation, so you do not get oxygen to your cells, you do not get nutrients into the cell, you, uh, because the fat is so thick in the blood, it's about 25 to 35% of the blood is this white, milky, fat, viscous fluid. That's what's one of the uh, a portion of the heart attacks caused by sticky valves because of the stickiness of the fat that's mixed with the viruses that's causing the stickiness at the valves. And the viruses are going after the fat in the vessel, blood vessels, and then the, the body has to get rid of that fat, but it can't get the blood through the capillaries. So you have neuropathy, you have diabetic neuropathy. This is the major cause of diabetes. You can cure that in, in a matter of two to four weeks. It's very simple to get people off insulin if you just get them off the high-fat diet onto a plant-based diet very quick. And, uh, and then the, uh, the capillary circulation, you, you start losing uh, extremities. Uh, you get neuropathy. You get all the prickliness. You've got dying cells. You've got dying nerves causing the pain. 
And all of this is caused by the lack of blood circulation, therefore the lack of oxygen, therefore the lack of alkalinity, therefore the lack of nutrients. And on top of that, you lose the ability to pull toxins out of the cell and get them pushed uh, into the lymphatic system properly because you're not getting circulation. Your lymph fluid is too thick with all this viscous fat. Your, your, um, your blood is too thick, and, and that's what's killing people. Okay, that's why those diets don't work. This would be a great discussion, I okay, think, Mike, for the next yes. show. Let's come yeah. back and we'll reschedule you and we'll work. I mean, your field of, if you, you have so much uh, to offer in the field of uh, nutrition and health and all of this as well. So um, if it's okay with everybody, let's uh, uh, wrap up here. Uh, for this evening and then we'll reschedule you uh, uh, you can have your uh, office gal call me and tell me when you might uh, have a uh, when you'd like to come back and we'll do that in the next month or so okay well you mentioned that there would be a uh, time next week I would be open uh, to talking next week okay have it available otherwise the following you know whenever your next opening is okay I'll call the office there and let you know Okay, and Don, and Michael, can you quickly give your uh, website, your address, you know? Oh, okay. It's uh, Vitality Herbs, plural, H-E-R-B-S-A-N-D, clay, C-L-A-Y, vitalityherbsandclay.com. And uh, if you need help navigating the website, call the office, 541-482-9633, 541-482-9633. To 9633, and that will get you to Julie. Uh, best to call after 11 a.m. Pacific time, uh, before 4 p.m. Uh, uh, Pacific time. Uh, those are your best hours for, for reaching people directly. Otherwise, leave a message. We'll be glad to call you back. Okay? Okay. Yes! Thank mm-hmm. you, Michael. You sure released some stuff here tonight. Thank you. Uh, We're so, Thank you, so grateful having you uh, on here again. You always have a wealth of information, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, having you back here. I'll call uh, and talk to Julie about scheduling. And uh, anybody else have anything to say as we uh, sign off for tonight? Huge blessings. Yes! <laughs> Namaste. Keep yourself okay. high vibrations. And Music, ma- every test. Music maestro, please. <laughs>